Our mind wanders nearly half the time we're awake, even when we're focused on a task. And I don't know about you, but for us, it feels like it's getting worse. Maybe it's COVID or perimenopause or aging. Whatever it is, it inspired us to explore how we might channel this brain fog and be productive. So in today's episode, we're talking about focus and what to add to your diet for better attention and memory. Let's dive in. So Carolyn, welcome back from spring break. Thank you. Please don't ever go away for that long ever again. I know. That's how I felt a few weeks ago when you took like a week-long road trip to Salt Lake City to help a friend move. It's... We're kind of codependent, I think. I think we really are. This I mean, is in a, a good very way, codependent relationship. Yeah, yes. but it's really hard for the person who's left behind. Yes. In fact, I was really unable to focus on our podcast. <laughs> what a good lead-in. So today we are talking about focus, a.k.a. Carolyn is um, here for the ride because... I really wanted to do this episode, and since she was away, I took advantage and was like, I have it all planned for us. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's wonderful. I just walk in, and she's like, here's our outline. And, you know, thank you for doing that. I'm very, very proud of myself in the fact that I really disconnected. Like, I wasn't even on Instagram. I maybe pasted two Instagram pics. Um, I really totally disconnected and I just had not planned on doing that. My kids, um, will sleep late now. So, and I'm an early riser. So I'd planned on getting my laptop and that kind of thing. But the Wi-Fi was so spotty. Like I was forced to, but it was good. We're going to do an episode on that actually yeah. on the benefits of disconnecting. Because now I do feel like I have better focus because I did disconnect. And you definitely had some serious creative juices flowing yesterday yeah. when we were talking. Yeah. So. All right. So let's dive in to focus. I don't know about you, but it's getting worse. I mean, and... Oh, I I completely agree. And I think it was maybe... I I don't know. Some part of me marks it by COVID, like the 2020, but I didn't have COVID until 2022. But it was probably a little before then, or I know it was, because I actually got diagnosed with ADD. Like when I was 35 and I'm 44 now. Um, But it's just getting worse. And I feel like, I don't know if it's our society and the technology, but I feel like it's gotten even worse in the past two years or just the brain fog. And just, it drives me crazy. Like I can't, my inability sometimes to stick with a task and finish it. I, I totally agree. And sometimes I think, I'm like, is it a parenthood thing? Was it? Because I was like more like more or less a freelancer, yeah, and so it was kind of you know you weren't I wasn't like focused in the in an office. I don't know, but but now I look back and now being back in an office, and I'm like, no, it, that that wasn't it. So then it's like, well, is it COVID? Is it age? Is it the kids' ages? What? I don't have an answer, but I do, the only thing I do have an answer on when I looked at the stats is that we are not alone. Well, that makes me feel better. I mean, I'm sorry everybody else is suffering too. Right, but still. And, you know, it's hard. It's weird because some days it'll be, I'll be like on it. Yes, I I love those days. Yes, and then some days I want to be on it, but I can't. Get on it and stay on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and when I when I want to be on it and I can't get on it, yes. then 
what I need to do is just throw in the towel. Not not oh. like sit on the couch and just watch TV or whatever, but I need to just say like th- pushing through is not getting me anywhere, but I don't I don't do that. I'm like I'm like I have to push through. I have to get this done. I mean, it could be eight o'clock at night and I didn't finish the task and I'm disappointed in myself. And I'm like, what why? I know. Why? I- and I have learned that. I just need to switch tasks. I need something totally different. I really get it. I struggle a lot of times when I'm writing. Yes. And I just need, I'm like, okay, I need to switch tasks. I need to go grade papers. I need to work on some meal plans or recipe analysis. Something that's not quite as taxing, but which I do. I've learned to do. And that helps a lot because then I still feel like I'm being productive, even though I had to switch tasks. Yeah. Um, but at some point you, you do have to come back to that writing. Right. <laughs> as a right. You still have to come back to that like task that really needs to get done that you're not yeah. doing very well at that moment. Yeah. So turns out research says that our wine, our wine, <laughs> maybe that's, maybe your that's problem. my problem. Our mind wanders nearly half of the time that we're awake. The thing is, is that we don't necessarily notice that we're doing it. Which is also really alarming to me. So are you in really big trouble when you noticed yourself doing it? (laughs) I didn't even think of it. Good point. Yeah. So research. So then there was this other study that I looked at in preparation for this episode. And one of the that particular study found that when they actually like looked like took a group of people and you know, studied them, like switching between tasks and that sort of thing, they noticed that they switched between activities every three minutes and five seconds. And that could be like they were writing an email and they checked their phone. They were working in a Word doc and then they jumped on the internet. Completely. Yeah, completely changing tasks every three to five minutes. So, and then the other part of it is that a large portion of those, or they said actually half of them, were self-interruption. So it wasn't like someone coming into the office or the kids coming over oh, yeah, to I talk get that. to you. Or I get it was that. like, it was a self, it was a choice that they made to like interrupt what they were doing and, and Which switch Which really gets, starts to get me mad at myself. I'm like, why am I looking at this? I'm supposed to be focused. Right. Yeah, wait. I was like, I was on task. How did I end up over here on anthropology.com? Oh, oh yeah, that's you right. You know where I really found this most pronounced, and in, I can say this in hindsight, is the three or four days leading up to when I tested positive for COVID. I, and I don't know if I, I can't remember what I was doing that week, but it was... 10 times worse than normal. And I, I call it now the brain fog that you have. I think I had some early. Um, right. I probably may have had it had and it COVID, wasn't showing up. Yeah, you just weren't positive yet. Um, But I, it was 10 times worse than I've ever had it. Like I would try to even do something basic, like write an email and, you know, I'd be on this site or I'd be like, I was jumping around. It was crazy. And I was like, what? is wrong with me. I even took my ADD meds. Those didn't work. So it's so frustrating. Yeah. But, you know, it's kind of a combination of focus and just the brain fog, I think, that people feel, I don't know, you know, maybe if they had COVID and they still have remnants, but also like we did our perimenopause episode. Right. Brain fog and like memory and inability to pay, to pay attention or focus is a sign of perimenopause. So I'm like, what? What is, yes, what is it? We don't know, but it's there. Yeah, it's there. So this is, this next stat is the one that I, I have heard the stat before. I went on a mission to find it again. 
And it's the one that I constantly say to my kids, especially when I am doing any type of work from home and they're present. So you go off task, right? And then what the the study looked at was how long does it take to get you back in on task? Like, but like, like in the groove, you know what I mean? So you might be writing and someone comes to you the kids are like, I can't find my iPad or, you know, can I buy more Robux or, you know, can you go to the grocery store later? What time is dinner? (laughs) What are you, we having for dinner? You know, can I go play with neighbors in the yard? Anyway, so that interruption and then to get back into that flow of what you were doing, this study found it took 23 minutes and 15 seconds. 23 minutes. So when my kids come and Ooh. interrupt me every three minutes, I mean, at that point, I might as well just walk away. Well, don't tell me that, but it, that's it, a lot more frustrating now, especially when I'm interrupted to watch a TikTok dance. Oh, gosh. I have no words. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a tiny little silver lining in in this study. And the silver lining was that people that were not interrupted actually worked a little bit slower. And what the researchers hypothesized was that when you can expect, like, to be interrupted, you kind of get in this, like, mode of, like, working fast. And, like, I I can think about it myself. Sometimes when I know I need to get it done and, like, with a deadline Mm -hmm. or I know I'm going into a meeting or I've got to leave to pick up the kids or whatever, I can sometimes crank out a little bit more than I actually expected. Sometimes, but not always. Oh, no, not always. Definitely not always. But so I thought that that was a good silver lining is that when when you're not interrupted, you might work a little slower. Yeah. Okay. So there's evidently a lot we don't know. And I love the stats that you found. But there are some things that we do know from a food and nutrition standpoint or things that research suggests, particularly when it comes to what foods we eat. Yes. So I got inspired because I had an editor ask me to write some stories on what you could eat for focus. And here, of course, I was like, great. I'm going to tell people what they need to be eating for focus. Like maybe they should be taking a walk or maybe they should be meditating or who knows. And I'm sure all of those things are valuable. But I was like, oh, hold on a minute. Maybe my afternoon snack really could make a difference. Because it is natural like mid-afternoon to want to reach for something, whether that's caffeine or sugar or carbs or whatever, for kind of that brain pick me up. Yeah. Yeah, when you but it could that be backfiring. Slump, it totally could be backfiring. Okay. So, so you we found seven foods. Yes. All research backed of like why they help. So Okay. Bring we'll, it on. We'll dive into them. All right. The first one feels a little lame. Water. I don't know if it feels a little lame. I, I think I don't know. I don't know if people realize how crucial it is to your thinking and just logic. I agree. I think for me, I just didn't want, I don't want people to hear me say water and think that we're telling them, oh, instead of having an afternoon snack, go have some water. Because that's not what we're saying. We're not saying that cliche dietitian thing. Like, if you're hungry, go drink some water. Uh Uh-uh. No. 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 We're just saying stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. And I do notice that if I don't stay hydrated, start if I don't hydrate starting in the morning and I just stick to like my coffee, that it's, I have a a different experience in the afternoon. Interesting. Um, like, I definitely get more sleepy, less focused. Um, I want to say water's probably one of those that's more subtle. Yes. Like, 
you just need to stay hydrated and you're working, you're more likely to work at your prime or focus and stay oriented or own task versus, well, I mean, like, I don't think you can drink a big thing of water in the afternoon when you're dehydrated and you're going to see like a marked improvement. That's what I'm saying. Right. You need to like maintain your baseline. Yes. Yeah. As I, as I sip some of my lovely, um, electrolyte enhanced water which i'm now hooked on thanks to carolyn but well and i wouldn't we need (laughs) i need to continue doing some more research but i am big on incorporating electrolyte water for more reasons than one but i do feel like there may be a brain connection there too and i keep trying to find some research so that's a potential episode down the road i know and i i'm with you i've tried to find the research I'm not saying it's not valid i'm just saying maybe the research just isn't there yet because you and i both keep trying and but but it's very much a thing, and you even experienced it with me recently. Yes, I did. Where you gave yes, me I electrolyte did. water, and or I just had to force you to go to the gas station and get some electrolyte water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that so, was fun. Basically, quickly, there was a study that was done in both kids and adults, and found that just even being like mildly dehydrated kind of you know inhibits your brain function. They found that it was most prominent in kids and older adults. And so this is actually something like I've done with my own kids is one of my children is great about drinking water. Like her water bottle always comes home empty, Mm -hmm. like bone dry. And the other one, I'm like, did you take three sips? Yeah. Um, And so, you know, just reminding them the importance of staying hydrated. And just from a nutrition standpoint, it really makes sense because like – more pronounced or severe dehydration, your signs are like confusion and delirium. So, you know, it makes yeah. sense that even slight dehydration is going to affect how you think and, and focus. going to have an impact. Mm-hmm. So the Mayo Clinic says you need to drink 11 and a half to 15 and a half cups every day. That's for adults. Um, there is no RDA, just so people know, there is no RDA for water because it varies so reminder. much on your body size, but also your activity and your climate. Yes, yeah, climate for so sure. So my favorite, although you can't, with all the supplements people take today, this isn't always great, but my favorite is looking at the color of your urine. Yes, that is always my favorite, but I often forget about what happens with supplements. Yeah. So one of my new favorites, one of the other things we want to do in this podcast is we're going to go through the foods, and then after each one, we're going to give a recommendation yeah. of like what you might want to have on hand to, to try out. So one of my new favorites I'm sure I'm going to say this wrong, is the, uh, well, I'll just skip the G word. I don't even know. Yeah, we're just going to go with smart water. I feel like. Just put a southern. Glacial? I don't know. Whatever. It's smart water. Yeah, which is a specific type of smart water. I don't know why you even put the G word in front of it on this center outline. Yeah. But thank you for making that one. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's, everybody sees just smart water. We've got one sitting right here on the table. Like, it's, that's the branding that you see. Anyway, they have a new line that, um, they have one with a green tea extract and they and ginseng. They have another that has um, ashwagandha in it. And then they've got another one that has, I want to say, dandelion. And the dandelion and ashwagandha separately each have like a citrusy flavor, like a lemon and an orange maybe. And then the, um, the ginseng green tea extract has more of like a green tea. Okay. And um, I want to say in the title, Smart Water Clarity Ginseng Green Tea Extract. You could really tell the difference? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Well, also, it has that fla- like a flavor component and it has no sweetener to it. And you know I don't like sweet water, yeah. like sweet flavored anything. 
to drink. So um, it, you know, it helps because it may, it has that added benefit of like it makes you want to drink it because it tastes good. Um, but also green tea extract has a has a component to it like those um what is the word i'm looking for the eg oh, yeah whatever EG, that CG, i can never say i want to call it ekg uh, it's a chemical that exactly like certain foods one of the the compounds E-C-G-C. in green tea that make them yeah. so healthy right yeah. um also are good for attention and focus okay so okay. that's like both water plus that green tea extract yay yay okay well Second food or beverage. And I think this is the one that people are going to be like, yeah, we expected that. But and because number two is coffee, but it's not, it's not, it's using this, the caffeine in it and the compounds in it smartly that can yes. really work to your advantage. Yes. Um, and it doesn't have to actually be coffee. True. You know, you can use non-herbal teas uh chocolate energy drinks yes although i do think you need to be cautious with those and you said non i'm sorry you said non-herbal teas because the non-herbal ones usually have caffeine correct yes okay exactly yes so um yeah i mean coffee caffeine in general just has a has a positive effect on both like alertness concentration and you know moodiness like putting you in a good mood but like you said, you overdo it, and that's very, very much like a personal thing in the sense you kind of need to know your limitations. But you overdo it, and you can get jittery, and then that can be problematic. Yeah. But that's why, and I remember researching this more in depth a while back. But that's one of the reasons why most people like coffee when they, or one of the reasons why people like coffee when they wake up is it stops the production of some compound that kind of slows or keeps the brain asleep. And it stimulates the production of a compound that triggers alertness. Hmm. I love some coffee right away in the morning. <laughs> okay. So you already mentioned number three, and that is tea. Yes. So, you know, you want your non-herbal ones that have caffeine. Um, but caffeine isn't the only necessarily benefit to tea. And this, you could even, could you get some of the other benefits from lower caffeinated teas like your non-herbal? Think? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because okay. um, so the compound is the- theanine, um, which we did talk about EGCG, which we know is good, but there's also theanine, um, and theanine is, if memory serves, it's in all of the like the green, yeah. the black, black, and um, it's in a lot of your teas. There's a th- or <clears throat> there's another there's another one. There's the tea. The world of teas is it's complex. Very complex to me because there are so many. But anyway, theanine is the compound that there was a study actually where they put it. They used compared coffee and they tea? compared. I can't remember if they compared coffee and tea or if they compared tea to caffeinated water. And they found that the tea was actually more powerful on memory and just general, like, concentration and oh. brain performance. And the reason why they did that was to to basically test and show that, that it was more than just caffeine that was the benefit. So. Huh. Okay. All right. We have covered all the beverages. No more beverages. Let's talk about some food. Yeah. Okay. So number four is... Berries. Tell us why. 
So it's not just blueberries, um, which you, I think, uh, hopefully our listeners at this point know that we love blueberries, Especially particularly wild. wild blueberries. We reference those a lot in our um, episode on mental wellness for teens and preteens, if you haven't listened to that. And I do have to say that I credit you with like reinvigorating my love of wild blueberries and putting them back in my kids' diets more because Aww. we did that episode and it was so powerful that, you know, we're doing like every- smoothies and muffins and I'm just putting frozen Here wild go. blueberries in and I'm just leaning into it and it's been great. Well, and I love wild blueberries too because you're only going to find them frozen mm-hmm. and they can't, they don't go bad. They can't Let's... go bad. They can't yeah. get shriveled up like the other fresh ones that are in my fridge right now. Yeah. So you don't have to do wild blueberries, though. You can do strawberries, raspberries, blackberries. Um, in the one, in this one particular study that that we're going to talk about, they took some young adults. They made a smoothie, actually, of all of these berries. And what they found was that both their memory, their attention, or not both, but their memory, their attention, and their flexible thinking was all improved over the following, over the six hours that followed them drinking that smoothie. So it wasn't just an immediate it was a sustained Ooh, benefit. I like that yes so too bad um, I'm on Provon and I'd go make one right now exactly <laughs> <laughs> okay number five okay I feel Carolyn's like this favorite. food is on every single freaking list that I write whether it's for heart health for cancer provision for diabetes for focus <laughs> I know it's on all of them and it's the one food that you're like please don't make me yeah. eat it so you're fatty fish yes and okay so because we started thinking about this in the context of like snacks and like an afternoon pick-me-up and that sort of thing I think that The easiest thing to say here is that unless you are the kind of person who's going to snack on sardines or eat some tuna out of a jar or can, I wish you guys could see the look on Carolyn's face. I'm just sitting here thinking about like working in a cubicle or something and you're like your person next to you like opens up a can of sardines. Yeah. You would, you would have to probably evacuate the building. Yeah. But, um, I really love (laughs) salmon jerky. And Epic Provisions is a brand that they I think they do a really nice job. There are other brands out there too that I've tried and and they're all like pretty good. Yeah. But um Well and let's back up what's in the fatty fish, once again, I know I feel like people get sick of us saying that, but it's the omega three fatty acids yes. that you really need. Um those particular fats. And the ones that are only that are largely found only in like your fish, your EPA and DHA. Right. And so they're supposed to help with memory, general brain function, which we've talked about, um, but also memory. And, you know, that I mean, that's pretty valuable if you're trying to do something with yeah. focus and attention and recall it later. Yeah. Yeah. So. Maybe that's my problem. All right. I'm going to let you take the lead on the next one because I feel like this was the one that you got most excited about when you Did saw this I? list. Well, it was because of some food products you told me about. So, number six, red and orange produce. And this is for different reasons. Um, It's either for compounds, certain phytochemicals. One in particular is lycopene that you find, like, in tomatoes. Um, But also just there's some other compounds in produce that don't have lycopene um, that have potential benefits as well like vitamin c and maybe some other phytochemicals in there that can help luteolin and carrots a lot of them are really what makes those 
that that produce have that the color like yes. they get their bright hue from these beneficial compounds with the with vitamin C being the exception. Yeah. And, you know, lycopene plays a key role in promoting brain health and cognitive function, and that's obviously linked to focus and attention. Vitamin C plays a role, not quite as directly, but vitamin C is really key in the brain to help prevent oxidative stress from occurring from free radicals. Um, And I've learned that from inflammation. Uh, If you don't have enough of those antioxidants like vitamin C, there are certain factors at play that inflammation is going to increase because the more damage you have, the more inflammation increases, and that certainly doesn't help brain health. I think also, though, (laughs) I feel like this is a very cliche dietitian to say, just eating more veggies will help your focus. Seriously. Um. There was a study um, in 2017 where adults who historically weren't so great about eating fruits and veggies, um, when they upped their intake by just two servings a day, which is not a ton. No, it's really not. They reported a boost in their vitality and flourishing and just kind of mental health. And this included motivation. And the participants actually cited the motivation aspect as the biggest thing they found most valuable in that. So what I'm really excited about, though, with this category is a brand that Briarly um, just introduced me to. I love this brand. Well, and I said, I don't think they sell this brand in Tuscaloosa. It's Rhythm Foods. And then she said, oh, yeah, Publix has it. And I looked. And it is on Publix's. It, Publix is a rep. I have to make sure in Tuscaloosa, Publix. You have to usually look in an unexpected place. Like it's in this very small section of my Publix that has. Well, you actually probably go there because it's where there are some of the gluten free offerings. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of tucked in that area where it's, you know, you find the. Like, like with the chickpea snacks and yes. stuff. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, and let's tell people first what these foods are. Oh, yeah. Good point. <laughs> Sorry. Duh. So Rhythm Foods is a line. It looked to me, you know, you're the expert. It looked to me like different dried produce. Dried and seasoned, though. Yes. Dried and seasoned. Um, I I don't know if they still have fruit. They definitely I used to. I saw watermelon in there. Okay. Which was interesting. I've never seen dried watermelon, I don't think. And they, um, I have actually seen it at Costco, and, and I tried it, and it's not very good from Costco, but no offense, Costco, I love you for other reasons. But they do a really, really nice job with their uh, carrots, like their carrot sticks, their broccoli bites, their cauliflower bites, um, their beet chips. And some of them just come with, like, sea salt, which is my favorite yeah. because I'm boring like that. But they also have – what did you say? You said oh, you saw I'm everyday dying bagel, for, everything bagel? I'm dying to try the broccoli. I yeah. love broccoli. But it's seasoned with, like, everything bagel seasoning. And then I know they have some that have, like, a ranch flavoring to them. They're really good. They're great to give you that, like, crunchy satisfaction that you want. And it really doesn't actually fully taste like you are eating that – piece of veggie fresh like it, it okay. has a little bit Which more of a, a good thing chip like for kids feel to it yes yeah so okay. i mean we'll eat some of these and so if we'll oh, that's eat huge these, that is a that is a, a basically like a massive endorsement i feel like if will eats it that's a safe bet a kid will eat it Don't yes you? yes <laughs> I, I love if will. will doesn't eat it a child will not right yeah. right right 
Right. Okay. And number seven, and this is one I, I can't wait for you to tell us more about because I didn't realize this. Number seven is walnuts. Yes. So when we were talking about this, Carolyn goes, well, what is it about the walnuts? Like, <laughs> is it just like we can't just tell people walnuts? And I was like, no, it. the research was truly just Right. Well, walnuts. I was thinking it was some was compound in them that probably other nuts shared. Right. But and, it's not. And you know, well, at least that was not, not what they study. looked at. So what they did was they studied um, women who, you know, ate nuts like regularly. And then as they started to like parse out all of, you know, the data and also then, you know, they get into like the confounding factors and et cetera, et cetera. And then they end up with whatever is statistically significant. So they looked at women who ate nuts regularly, five days a week. And what they found was that in that study, that walnuts truly were the best um, when it came to cognitive function. Wow. So it helps with attention, processing speed, executive function. And that's actually a fairly recent study. It was a June 2021 study. Um that I think that it was just, you know, it doesn't have to be every day. It was definitely not a large amount. Usually most of the studies are done on just like a single serving, which is, you know, an ounce or so. Um, but walnuts seemed to surpass the other nuts, which makes me a that. little sad because I really love some of the other nuts. Um, well, but walnuts are really easy I have to be honest, walnuts aren't the first ones I gravitate to, like for a snack. I love mm-hmm. them like in a salad or something or a dish. You know, I usually for a snack, I gravitate towards like almonds or cashews or, or something. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm going to have to work in some walnuts. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big, I'm a big pistachio person. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, when we were on our Chicago trip, the one that we hoped was <gasps> Mom's Gone Wild but really wasn't. It really wasn't. Oh, Carolyn, I told Carolyn I, there was like a whole set right about that. The wonderful company who must makes, have like sponsored yeah. had some sponsorship. They sent in a ton of their walnut or their, their pistachios, pistachios and they had all of their different flavors. And Carolyn was trying to decide which one. And I was like, try the sea salt and vinegar. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about how did I forget already? They were so good. Pistachios, sea salt and vinegar. Try them. They're from the wonderful company. Um, they should be in your nut section. They are so good. But so, also eat walnuts. <laughs> yeah, also eat walnuts. But, oh, so with walnuts, what I because I was going to say, I'm a big pistachio person for snack. But I've started making um, my pesto with walnuts in it because oh. it's a really easy way for me to kind of, like, sneak it in with the kids. And they'll eat walnuts, or at least one of them will. But um, I don't know. It's just that's a great idea. Just switching it up a little bit. And probably a lot cheaper than pine nuts. Yeah. Although I feel like everything at the grocery store right now is very expensive. True. True. Okay. So those are the seven foods or drinks that appear to have the most potential for boosting your focus, helping you stay on task, stay productive, maybe even give you a little motivation, which I love. I I feel like I maybe knew some of these, but just hearing kind of like going through this list has made me excited about making a point to incorporate more of them. Yeah. Just, and a lot of them you can keep on hand. And that's the other part of it, right? Yeah. Is if they're there, it's easy to reach for them. Yeah. 
So hopefully um, everybody else finds a little motivation to add these to the routine to stay a little bit more hopefully focused. Hopefully they were able to keep their attention on the podcast to make it to the end to get the full one. That's always Such iffy a for me. Point. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good point. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. And we will be back next week. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for joining us for the Happy Eating Podcast. I'm Briarly Horton. And I'm Carolyn Williams. If you liked this week's episode, then don't forget to rate and leave us a review on iTunes. And be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss a new episode. We can't wait to have you back at our table next week for a brand new episode. Bye. Bye. The contents discussed in the Happy Eating Podcast, such as advice, studies, text, graphics, images, and other material discussed or presented on the site or podcast are for informational purposes only. Content is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified health providers with any questions you may have regarding your condition. Never disregard professional advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on the Happy Eating Podcast. If you are in crisis or think you may have an emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. If you're having suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK, that's 8255, to talk to a skilled, trained counselor at the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. If you are located outside the United States, call your local emergency line immediately.